Hey everybody, welcome to Know Your Gear QA number 94 with Ralph. Hey, internet. I was going to say, maybe he's not going to talk this episode. <laughs> Just to uh, yeah, silent sorry. Bob the entire time. Silent Bob. How's everybody doing? I'm waiting for everybody to uh, to join us. Um, let's see. Phil and Ralph, outstanding. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Daryl. I appreciate that. Uh, hello, uh, Brian. Hey, wait. Brian saying from Germany? Brian, you're not from Germany. <laughs> so uh, maybe he is. <laughs> uh, let's see. Pismo Beach, California. New Mexico, Ohio. A lot of you guys putting where you're from. That's cool. Um, let's see. 92, I think. Derby, Derbyshire, UK. Look at that. Look at that. I have no idea where that's at. And uh, Tim wants to know, did Ralph give the thumbs down? Yep, he gave us one thumbs down in traditional format i don't want phil spoiled yeah he doesn't want me to feel good about myself why start now so i'm just kidding oh wales checking in from wales Denmark. all right um let's see uh okay we got a question i'm gonna pin that and then i gotta talk about uh, uh so while you guys are coming on i'm gonna tell you a story uh, about why the show is today and not yesterday some of you guys probably got a message that there was a show yesterday because there was. Um, so the story happened is the craziest thing that's ever happened to me. And that's saying a lot because uh, it's a gear related issue that, it, uh, so here's what happened. Um, I bought a, uh, so you guys know I have the silver Jubilee and a lot of you guys have asked me for a review, doing a review. And I, and I obviously don't want to spoil the review, but I'm going to spoil a little bit. I like it. Obviously I wanted the matching cabinet and do the review with the matching cabinet. And so like anyone, I want to save some money. I found the cabinet. Um, uh, uh, I asked, uh, I reached out to Sweetwater and said, Hey, can you give me a deal? And they gave me 10% off. And, uh, but musician's friend was offering 17% off. So I go, well, I'll go with musician's friend. And before I made the purchase, which, uh, was made the cabinet $747, which is a lot of money for a 212 cabinet. Um, I went online on Reverb and looked to see if there was any used ones, right? You save some money with some used cabinets. And Chicago Music Exchange had one for $6.95 used in mint condition, like perfect. And so I gave them an offer for $600. They counter was $640, $639, and I took the offer and uh, got the cabinet shipped. Here's what happened. The cabinet showed up um, Thursday. And um, is that right? No, Wednesday. I think it was Wednesday. Wednesday. It showed up Wednesday night. So here's what happened. The cabinet shows up Wednesday night. I get it. It was packed great. I get it out. I take it upstairs. I put it in the room, and it smells bad. I know that sounds weird, right? It's like a cabinet. Who cares how it smells? It's got to sound good, but it smells bad. There's an odd smell, and I can't figure out what the smell is, but I you know, I, I, I put the head on it, plug it in and play. It sounds great. I'm like, oh, it sounds great, but the smell is getting really intense. So I asked my uh, wife. I said, hey, could you, can you come up to the bedroom and, and – do you, do you smell a weird smell in the, in the room? And she was busy and she's like, I can't go upstairs. And we took the kids later to a movie. And then that night we came back home and it was late. So she, we just went, went to bed. She went to bed and the next morning I wake up and the smell is even worse. It's like, right. So I'm like, so I email Chicago music exchange and cause I figured out what it is. It's like mildew, a mold smell. So I tell Chicago music exchange. Nope. It's not cat urine, Brian. Um, <laughs> and uh, it's definitely, uh, mildew, right? 
And we're from Arizona, or we live in Arizona, so you right. got to understand, this is not a smell we're really accustomed to smelling. Some of you guys on the East Coast or on the coastal sides, I'm sure, you know, that moldy mildew smells, you, you know, a daily occurrence. But for us, I was like, I, I recognized it, but I didn't know what it was. So here's what happened on Thursday. I emailed Chicago Music Exchange and said, hey, the cabinet's got a mildewy, moldy smell. Um, and they said, well, um, that's how Marshall smell. That's what they told me. <laughs> So, uh, and I was like, well, I have like four Marshall cabinets. I've never smelt like that before, but I never bought a silver Jubilee cabinet. So I'm like, well, maybe silver vinyl has a moldy smell, but I, why doesn't the head smell like that? So I reached out to you guys. Thank you so much. Everybody who responded on Facebook and the majority said, no, that doesn't smell. That doesn't sound right. Smell, sounds like it's got mold. And a lot of you guys had remedies, but here's what happened while this is all going on. I'm, I'm the only one in the house. My, uh, I started just not feeling good. I got a headache and my wife comes home and my eyes are like bloodshot red. She's like, dude, your eyes are red. And I'm like, yeah, I am not feeling good. And she's like, you know, I think you're like having an allergic reaction to the cabinet or whatever it is. So she, she asked me to take the cabinet, I put it in the garage and she takes me out of the house. She firm, you know, she airs out the house, fumigates it. And, uh, she has me, um, yeah, mildew tone. She has me uh, leave the house for four hours. We come back. My eyes are better and I'm feeling a little better. And uh, the problem though is I didn't get to finish the Sharpen Max number 13 PRS video. So some of the patrons saw the leak of that. Um, and so that video didn't come out. So what ended up happening was I didn't want you guys to not get a video. So I, that night, Thursday night, I finished up the Sharpen Max, but I moved number 14, which is the slick guitar video to number 13. And uh, but to finish it, I needed, uh, I, I put it out yesterday. And the problem is, as you guys can imagine, I put the video out yesterday. If I put the video out and did a live show on the same day, they cannibalize each other. And, uh, so I reached out to Chicago music exchange, told them what happened. Um, I bought a new one, by the way, I bought a new one. It's coming on its way right now. I bought it from Sweetwater. They honored a uh, musician's friend price and, and sent the cabin out. I contacted Sweet, uh, Chicago music exchange, letting them know it's definitely moldy. There's an issue here and I want to return it. They told me that basically I had to pay to return it back. Uh, so I'm paying the shipping and, um, I'm not really happy about that as you can imagine. But to be honest with you, my wife's like, I don't care if you have to pay. She's like, just get it out of here. In fact, for a funny note, Ralph came over for the podcast and he went in the garage. Well, that was the first thing he did. You're like, Hey, how's it going? You got to yeah. like, come check this out. So you walk into the garage and it's, you no, know, it's a garage with a car in it. Yeah. Yeah. And you smell mold. Yeah. As soon as you walk in the garage, the whole cabinet has now like made the whole uh, thing. And um, the longer you stood there, the more and more it, you could start smelling it. It starts like expanding out. So, so Mark says, uh, Mark, the Cubs fan says, uh, Chicago Music Exchange has great customer service. I'm sure they'd, uh, they, they've understood. No, actually, I think it was the worst customer service. I told him I would, I actually gave him two star review and told him never buy from him again, mostly because I have one pet peeve and it's liars. And the guy that I won't say his name, um, but the guy who I was talking to in Chicago, that what I didn't appreciate was his statement that that's how Marshall's sound. I had this how smell yeah, yeah that's how they smell the truth is that's not how they smell and he didn't know and so he was really just trying to get me to go away at that point and i'm not I'm, you know uh like i said i he he did effectively what he wanted in my opinion he made me sick because i think if he would have said that doesn't sound right and i'd be like yeah doesn't it doesn't sound right i think i would have 
took more precautionary steps because he made me doubt myself by saying, no, no, that's how they smell. Yeah. I sat there and I like smelled the cabinet and I was like, I don't know. And then I'm smelling all my other cabinets, like some kind of crazy person. Right. And meanwhile, my wife comes home, like I said, my eyes are bloodshot red. I'm not feeling good. I have a headache. And I'm like, right. It's because I've been snorting mold. Right. And that's what it is. And, uh, you know, I, so yeah, no, I can tell you right now, I would never buy from Chicago, Chicago Music Exchange. And I feel good saying that online because I told the guy, I said, well, maybe I should ask the viewers on my live show, you know, what they think. And he said, oh, well, let us know what they say. And I'm like, oh, great. Yeah. So one good thing about Chicago Music Exchange is they love feedback. So you guys let me know uh, if you think I'm being crazy. Um, but I would never buy from them again, not because they're making me pay the return shipping. That isn't the main issue I have here. The main issue is I let them know I had concerns. They were, in my opinion, dismissive. Um, and I have a history with them. I've actually purchased from them many times. So it's not like I'm a new customer. Um, and like I like I told the guy, I was very, uh, very cordial in my responses. Like, hey, I understand, but I have multiple Marshall cabinets. I'm not crazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? I've uh, so... And, uh, but I will say this, and this is the only nice thing I can say in my, all my years of experience, I have not in, cause I'm live in Arizona, experienced this, uh, a moldy product. Um, you know, Brian made a joke about cat pee that Ralph and I can tell you that we've seen guitar cases come in, they yeah. have cat pee in them. You have to throw them away. You know, you can clean them, but you just throw them away. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, it was, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it says, you know, it's funny. It's from the mind of the maniac. Maniac says, Phil, you must have the worst luck in buying gear. Is this why I usually buy local? You know why I have bad luck? And that's why I decided to talk about it. I hate to say it. It's because I buy a lot. You know what I mean? And, and the, you know, I buy a lot of gear. Look. I mean. He does. Yeah. It's... I mean, I have three rooms in my house that look like this. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I have a lot of gear. I've been buying gear for a long time. I mean, I had a music store for 13 years. That stuff accumulates up. Um, uh, in fact, <laughs> I just, in fact, I'll just tell you, I spent this morning with Michael Shy on the phone going through PRS guitar inventory because he wants to buy a PRS. And I was like, oh, and he knows I have a bunch of them in box. <laughs> so I went through and we went through like 15 of them, right? Uh, so yeah, I have gear. Um, so yeah, I so you're going to have the more experiences you're gonna have you're more likely to have bad experiences the cabinet to me isn't the bad experience it was really the way that they handled it um and sadly enough when i deferred to a few of my friends who i trust uh and said hey what do you think they immediately came back with they've had bad experiences with uh, them as well so yeah. i don't know and again it could be like this might be a normal thing in chicago yeah I and, yeah and I, I don't know uh you know um and I bought it from Reverb, so usually Reverb's really good, but I I don't know. Like I said, and I'm still so you so you know if you don't hear it in my throat, my throat is still raspy and my eyes are still like I feel like I have allergies like crazy from this, um, and uh, I feel actually bad about this because I've very been I've been very dismissive in the past to people who uh, who have had like mold allergies or yeah. you know I've always like. Eh, whatever. <laughs> it's Arizona. Like, no, yeah, there's Arizona. not enough water here yeah. to get mold. I, I can understand why somebody would be so concerned because obviously that was a localized thing to happen. And, um, but like I said, I know I'm not crazy because everybody who's came over said the same thing Ralph yeah. said. Like, yeah. man, you, you can smell it from how many feet away from that cabinet? About seven? Seven, eight feet away. Yeah. Like I said, you don't have to get really close to it. All of a sudden, smell this like, wow, this smells like moldy laundry or something. Yeah, it, it smells kind of like how you would expect an old building to smell like. Yeah. So, Yes, uh, Brian says uh, black mold should, and a lot of people said, like I said, a lot of people said use baking soda, a lot of stuff like that. A lot of people said open it up and check. To be honest with you, I, 
I mean, like he, like yeah. he's here to testify with me. You smell it eight feet away. I'm not going to open it up the thing and look, yeah. I already know if it doesn't have mold inside of it, it doesn't matter. It's not, it's not right. So I just thought I'd share mostly just explain that's why the show got jacked up and why the videos got jacked up. My goal was to put out a video every day until the end of the year. I had kind of promised you guys that I've been working an insane amount of hours to make that happen. And I missed one day and that's because of that day. I didn't think that was going to happen. So, um, there you go. Yeah, ever since send it back. Yeah, it's yeah. going back. I'm gonna send it back, pay for it to send it back, and and just uh, you know, for me, it's easy. I just yeah. won't deal with them. Yeah, the it's future. at the point where it's not even worth trying to clean or trying to get rid of. It's uh... yeah. Well, and that's the second thing. A, lo a lot of people uh, again, we'll let it die after this. A lot of people mentioned on the uh, Facebook uh, great remedies to clean it, and I really appreciate that. And I even thought about it, but here's the reality. I paid $108 less used for this cabinet than I just bought the brand new one from Sweetwater. So for $108, I'd rather pay $108 and, and get a brand and new get a brand one. new cabinet that I don't have as you know what I mean has yeah. an issue then you know what I mean if it was a lot less money I could understand yeah. having it fumigated and it wasn't like you got it for $200 yeah, you're like yeah, you're not it was even, a crazy deal let yeah. me try it out. Yeah. So by the way, when you guys later if anyone are out there in the market for the cabinet and you see Chicago Museum selling a cabinet <laughs> a good deal might smell like mold. Might smell like mold. All right. So uh, what do we got going on? Let's hit some questions. Uh, since we talked about that, uh, there is. Um, oh, you know what? And I know this is the last thing, but it's important to me to tell you guys. There's one other interesting thing that happened with the Chicago Music Exchange story. It's the very first time I've ever purchased anything on Reverb using my real identity. So um, not that that's a, a thing, but in case you guys are wondering about that, I always make all my personal purchases with a false name, false account. So, and a false, I have a different address even um, because I don't want when I make my personal purchases to, yeah. to uh, I just don't want uh, anybody to see that there's a YouTube channel or a podcast and go, Oh, well, you know, right. Maybe t do something for me different than somebody else. Um, and so, but what happened was out of nowhere, I decided to maybe change that policy and so i bought it from my reverb uh, know your gear official page with my name so i decided to tell you that too that's why i thought it was funny when i <coughs> just thought i'd share that that's different than normal okay uh what do we got we got a question from lawrence lawrence stoll says have you ever seen a lumen something 12 string luminog yeah uh it's filipino i'm gonna say no no i have not seen that it was probably the worst purchased question ever. You you've paid good money and got no good answer, but uh, I'm sorry about that. Uh, let's see. Uh, Ed says, Phil, do you think Marshall will release a 40 watt DSL head at NAM? Um, you know, I don't know, but I can tell you, Ed, I've had two really great experiences. First of all, loving the, uh, the super Jubilee, loving it. But um, I, I like the head so much that I've now tried the DSL 20 head. Love it. I liked it way better than I obviously did not love the DSL one one head, but I also played for the first time yesterday with Lawrence. Uh, we tried the, the, um, uh, origin 20 Marshall head. And what's funny about that was had a unique experience where we got to compare it to the Marshall 2061. If you guys remember back in the day, I had the Marshall 2061 head that heads like $2,000 new $1,500 used. It's hand wired, you know, it's a hand wired JMP amp. And I liked, and sort of Lawrence, I feel okay confident saying this because he you know, said it to me. Uh, we like the origin better. So um, I'm thinking crazy enough, I don't know yet, 
So I'd like to see your guys' votes. I think I'm crazy enough to buy the DSL 20, the Origin, and do a shootout with the Super Jubilee, like all three heads. What do you guys think of that? I, I really like all three. So I, I kind of feel like uh, if I'm going to do the money and do the video, you know, right, maybe it could justify doing that. I like all the amps. Um, but so, uh, yeah, I, if they do a 40-watt head, that'd be cool um, for sure. Uh, but... Uh, like I said, the 20 head, it was pretty, it's like I said, I can say good things about it. The 40 watt obviously would give you more, more, more wattage. It would give you double. <laughs> it's, we're doing math on these shows now. That's why Ralph's here. He's got an abacus behind me. He was actually doing the yeah, math yeah, the entire yeah. time. 20 plus 20 is 40. <laughs> that Arizona public education's paying off finally. That's right. Finally. <laughs> we're, we're probably ranked like 48th in the country. I think we're actually ranked 50th. No, no, no. Yes. No, yes. no. We got to beat Arkansas. No, we're not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's what upsets me more than anything else. Everybody else that's uh, from outside the United States, uh, yeah, we're just talking about ranking schools in the country. Uh, this, yeah, anyways. All right. Uh, Dave the, the Hare. All right. He says, I don't know who Maka is. Is that me? Hey, Maka and Ralph. Uh, Got to be me. I'm Maka. Uh, have you heard of car amps? Uh, Phil, I think you will love the Rambler and Ralph the Mercury V. Merry Christmas. Uh, yeah, I've heard of them. Car. Yeah. He's talking about car amps with two R, C A R R, not car with a K, the evil car that tried to kill Kit. Yes. Yes. That's From Knight Rider. From Knight Rider. Yeah. So there's car, K A R R, evil Trans Am. Just want to make sure everybody's clear on this. Car, C A R R. Very cool boutique amps. Anyways, uh, the answer for me is simple. Yes, I had a Mercury amp. I loved the Mercury amp. And um, at that time in my life, I was really into heads. And the Mercury is a combo. And I decided I, I love it, but I wanted a head uh, version of it. So I reached out to the owner of Car Amps and said, hey, can I buy a head? And he explained to me that he won't. He said he, he won't or not can't. Can't stop the work. He doesn't want to. I should, should better. He doesn't want to make a head because the amp has an attenuation in it. And I guess when you go to like 0.5 watts, when you do that stuff, uh, it's very important that you match the amplifier to the ohms. And I think the amp, uh, if I recall, I'm getting, I'm doing memory. I owned this amp like in 2012. Uh, I, I think he said the speaker is a six ohm speaker, something odd. It was something odd. He was explaining it again. I'm not not versed in this kind of part because this is definitely different what we're talking about guys anyways uh so long story short he said he doesn't trust people to get the right speaker and <laughs> get the right head and stuff and and um so i sold that amp and uh joe has talked about it ever since and we talk about it all the time and uh would i say it's one of the regretted amps i got i get out of yes because it sadly enough the, the 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 mercury was like two grand at the time i think i paid 14 for it and I sold it. Oh, I think I sold it for 12 or 13, whatever. Lost a hundred bucks yeah. or whatever. And then now I can't buy it for that. You know, or I couldn't find it for the price I, I sold it for. Um, but it, great amps. Cars are great. Hey guys, if you guys, I mean, I, there's, it's a, it's an easy thing to recommend. Cause it's like a very boutique thing. Did you ever play my Mercury? Do I think I did. It? Yeah. It's a very, it was, it was cool. Right. Yeah. And, and I wouldn't pay that much for it. <laughs> no. And and not evil. Most important thing. Not evil. Okay. Let's go to a non... Uh, as you guys know, I like to drop jump around to the chat, super chats and the non-super chats. Try to even them out. 
um, uh, and then guarantee these super chat guys. Uh, actually, so you know, the super chats just put us in overtime. That's how it works. Yeah. A lot of people, guys, make comments that I'm only answering the super chat questions. If you guys don't understand this, I'll just make sure we're very clear. The super chats are guaranteed. Uh, well, not guaranteed. Well, guaranteed is best I can guarantee something. Obviously, if I make a mistake, I make a mistake. But I pin them so that I will answer them, even if it means the show goes longer. Um, because, you know, obviously you guys are, you know, tossing me some some, some cash um, to pay for moldy cabinets. Let's see. Uh, all right, what do we got? Uh, do you see a cool question? Oh, Wednesday store wants to know what Ralph got for Christmas this year. I know what I got for Christmas this year. You got me, uh, Ralph got me 32 year old scotch last week. And, uh, it was delicious. It was delicious, but it ended up being a horrible disaster of a night last Saturday. That was that bad. We recovered it, right? Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't bad because we had the scotch. It wasn't bad because we had the scotch. So, yeah. What happened was Ralph came over last Saturday, bought me 32. I'm, I'm, by the way, Wednesday, I'm stealing Ralph's question. He'll answer his in a second. Uh, he bought me 32-year-old scotch. And we said, okay, let's let's drink some, right? And my wife, uh, my daughter went with her friends to the skating ring. And my wife's like, well, obviously, we can't drink uh, if we're going to go pick up the kids later. And we have a, a pretty steadfast po policy here, you know, right at the house. Uh, we don't drink anything. I don't care if it's like 10 hours later. Like, yeah. like I know pilots, like, what did you say? It was like six hours or 10 like, hours. Yeah, like six hours from a drink. Uh, yeah, yeah. Here, here's the deal. If I take a sip of any kind of liquor, I'm just not going to be involved with kids at all uh, for the day, for sure. So it's like a special thing. So what happened was my wife gave us a great idea that me and Ralph could do a shot or take sip on it yeah. and stuff. And uh, if she'd be available to drive the kids home. And the kids were going to go home at 9 o'clock at night. And our plan, which was genius, was... We were going to sip whiskey, mm -hmm. and then me, Ralph, and my wife drove to a great steakhouse down the street for a 7 o'clock uh, uh, reservation. reservation, and we're going to have steaks. And then my wife would go at 9 o'clock and pick up the kids. What happened was my daughter called us at, what, 6.50, and it's like, hey, um, it's over. We all need rides. And there's six of us, right? Was that six Yeah, there kids? was six. Six kids, which means you need two cars to go get them. This is the most lamest guitar story ever. Anyways, because um, there's no guitars in um, <laughs> But... Uh, so what happened was my son, thank goodness, uh, was able to drive. So him and my wife yeah. went and got the kids. But it, but we were able to drink. Uh, yeah, but we were able to drink the whiskey. Yeah, sounds um, good. Yeah. Um, anyways, so that's what I got. What did you get? I oh, I got tools. That's right. Yeah. Tools. So yeah, so I get a bunch of uh, get a bunch of tools uh, for uh, guitar repair. Yep. And soldering gun. Did soldering you get your iron? tackle box? No, not yet. I haven't been to Walmart. I Walmart. got, I got, uh, I gave him all the tools he needs, uh, but he needs a tackle box. Yeah. So, um, gotta love tools. Not as cool as 32 year old scotch though. I, he beat me this year. Um, but what do we got next? Let's see. Let's go to the next one. Uh, okay. Uh, next one is the Waco Kid official says, "Hey guys, I have you ever had gas so bad? Oh, this is already bad. No, okay. Uh, it put you in a slight financial trouble. Also, do you have any tips for those who suffer badly from gas? So, uh, you know, it's hard to say that for me uh, because anytime I ever did any buying gear." Uh, that would put me in financial trouble. It was I was so young at the time that I mean I, I don't know you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean that's going back years. I mean because, um, but then again, back then anything put me in financial trouble, no matter what I bought. Yeah, I mean, um, 
I, I've had I, I have to, I had told this story before maybe so you know I, I have done this I will tell you this I joined the army I was broke <laughs> right um, this, this is how broke I was uh, my truck at the time broke down and my girlfriend who was my wife now uh, her car was working but she ran out of gas and we didn't have any money for gas so I had to siphon the gas out of my truck and put it in her car which by the way uh, the movies make that look so much more wonderful than the actual <laughs> processes. They were like, uh, I'm like, it's not, uh, it's, it's bad. <laughs> okay. So anyways, <laughs> so I had to put gas in her car that way. And then what I did was I sold all of my gear when I went into the army. Uh, and that's, uh, so yeah, so I've had it that way. Um, uh, but other than that, I have, I will tell you this, I will cop to this. My wife knows, so it's not a big deal. Um, however, there was a time in my life, a small, short time. When, when I would buy gear, but I would tell Ralph to buy it, and then I would tell my wife that he bought it and I'm borrowing yeah. it. And how about you? Have you ever done any shenanigans like that? No, no. I just helped you out on that. And normally, you would give me the heads up. You're like, hey, by the way, you bought this. No. <laughs> but uh, but no, I mean, um, I, I, I don't think now where I, I'm, I've ever bought a piece of gear and put me in financial trouble. So, yeah, no, I can yeah, say no. He, so, so, you know, uh, Waco Kit, he's extremely frugal. Um, you know, when we did the live show and we got the SG, it had dawned on me when we did that and I got you the SG mm -hmm. that you had never bought a guitar. Like, he won't spend over $1,000. Have you ever spent $1,000 for a guitar? More than $1,000? Uh, my Victor Bailey bass. Okay, so your bass. Yeah. All right. Because um, it was that Victor Bailey five string and I forgot how much it was at the time. Yeah, and so, and I mean, and why is the reason I say he's frugal is because he can afford it. It's just, yeah. I, you know, I, I noticed that he's always been that way with his purchases. It's like I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't do the, the crazy impulse buy. Like, oh, this is, I really want this. Let me go spend fifteen hundred dollars on it. It's a let me wait and see if I still want it in two months. Yeah, it only took you nineteen years to get an SG. Yeah, but that's also because of. <laughs> Let me find an SG that I actually really like enough to right, buy. Right. Um, Jim Jeff says, just got your, oh, just got your favorite guitar, Shawbunker Telly, uh, which I love everything about it. Uh, but the pickups are too microphonic. Would you pot them? Uh, re uh, return it help question mark. Um, I, I, yeah, I did not love the pickups in that guitar. So uh, in the second one, the used one I got, the, the one I got from Sweetwater, the guitar sounded amazing. Um, would I pot them? Yeah, you can pot them. It's not hard to wax pot a pickup. It's not a big deal. You just, uh, you know, you just buy a pot and yeah. get some paraffin wax. wax, right? Um, you know, it's an easy thing to do. I have one downstairs. Uh, wax potting a pickup is a pretty good deal. Um, would I do that? Uh, yeah, why not? I don't see a problem with doing that. Um, would you return it? Well, here's the deal. You're saying you, you just got it and you love it. Everything but the pickups, because uh, they're too microphonic. That seems like an issue you can correct. I, I don't know. So I would say wax bottom is my is my theory. Uh, Justin Mabe. Hey, Justin, what's up? I just uh, subscribed to his uh, Instagram today. So um, anyways, hey, Justin. Uh, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. What's your favorite guitar mod? Coil splits, coil tap, DB boost, etc. You go first. Best. What's your favorite guitar mod? Normally the first thing I do is replace the bridge pickup. That's typically what I do is I'll replace the bridge pickup. Right. That's the one I play the most on. Uh, normally, if I like the guitar, it's the bridge pickup's coming out. Either it's custom, custom. That's normally a custom, custom going in. 
so my favorite mods for guitars is uh, probably, I, I'm not going to say locking keys because that's such an easy you know answer for me because I kind of reiterate that all the time. But I'm going to say the two things that I always do to guitars when I mod them that I like doing, it's always messing with the tone controls, uh, in, uh, like the capacitors, messing with the 0.47 or 0.22 microfarads, right? I, I take mine out. Yeah, yeah, he takes them out. He doesn't like the tone controls. Me, I like, uh, I like experimenting with the different capacitors you can put on the tone control with each guitar. You know what I mean? And the good news is, so you guys don't waste so much time. I have found through this experience of doing this so much that you probably have a, and I'm just making up the number, but it feels right to me, 70% chance that the manufacturer's choice was the right choice. You know what I mean? Most time I'm doing it, I'm like, oh, you know what? When you get back to the original, you're like, I guess that was the best of the bunch. But um, and that, and that's also probably comparative to the price of the guitar. So the least expensive guitars, you're probably more likely that you want to change that part. The more expensive guitars, more likely that the part. But a capacitor is such a cheap thing. Uh, I have drawers full of them. There's all kinds of ones. I've been told that like, you know, there's the paper ones and there's the foil. You know, uh, you got foil and you got, you know, and everybody says, oh, it's all the same. Uh, you know, it's still fun to try that stuff. It only costs a couple bucks, and once you have them, you can move them around. Yeah. So I do that, and the other thing I love to do is install drop D tuners on my guitars. Most of my guitars, all my basses have a flip drop D tuner hip shot. Uh, that's another mod I like. It's fun. It's easy. Although, on a side note, when I was at GitCon last year, Felix showed me how to do it like in a second, and now I, <laughs> I showed him. And yeah, I, I do it now too. And yeah, and now I do it the the Phil X way. Like he can, he just showed you how to like drop D yeah. like as fast as the stupid lever. And um, so uh, so now I don't know if I actually do the drop D's anymore. But um, but that's a mod I like to do too. Yeah. Uh, or again, just get rid of the tone control. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Or if you're him, you do the opposite. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's do a non. What is, okay, what do we got a question? Oh, here's a good question. I'm going to do this question, although I don't think Ralph's going to have any insight on it. Uh, so then I'll let you pick the next one. Eric Evan wants to know, what's your thoughts on the using a Windsor as a baseline test for a JCM 800? So, okay, so you guys don't know, or maybe don't know, the Windsor, the PV Windsor is an amp that PV made. And it's, uh, it's, a, it's definitely the secret sauce amp, okay? They're always rotting in every music store. So you know, every used music store, there's a PV Windsor sitting in the back of the store, literally like in, in like timeout. Right, I've actually seen that amp yeah, in, the, yeah, in the stores. Yeah, they always face it towards the wall, back. <laughs> no, it's just it's in time. And um, a lot of people are very aware of this that have played them. It's a very good uh, Marshall clone amplifier. In fact, it's um this uh, you could pick it up for 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 nothing. You know what I mean? It's great. So, uh, what's my thoughts of using it as a baseline test uh, for a JCM 100? In other words, like you know, do you want a JCM 100? Is that a good way to do it? Yeah, absolutely. If you can get into it for the right price, you can get out of it for the same price. Um, they are, uh, they are boat anchors though. And in, in the idea that they just don't move. And I don't think it's cause people don't know about them because I'm sure some of you right now are like, Oh, I never heard of this. But a lot of you right now, I would bet over half have heard of the PV Windsor know this. Cause I've seen, uh, like, I think back in the day, I think fluff talked about them once. Um, I'm sure Joe, uh, Johan, uh, if you guys don't know his channel, I'll put a link when I talk about this on the video. Johan, uh, is he's one of my favorite YouTubers, by the way uh for uh underdog youtubers uh is is uh although i still consider myself a underdog youtuber <laughs> i know a lot of people are like the channel's really big i'm like i don't i don't got a fancy car yet 
It's not that kind of channel. So anyways, uh, but yeah, I understand what you guys mean by that. But anyways, uh, Johan's done a video that's great. I would recommend those as well to check those out. Uh, great amp. Uh, yeah, d definitely do it, right? I mean, you could pick it up for probably 10%. Nah, not really. You figure you, a JCM 800 is probably what? Well, $1,500 now used. Uh, Windsor, you, I, I don't know what they're going for right now, uh, but I know it's a, a fraction, hundreds of dollars, like anywhere between like two to $400, I gu I'm guessing. Any of you guys out there, you're on the internet, anyone looking at one up right now and seeing a going, the going rate, so I don't have to look it up real quick. Just want to tap it in real fast. I'll wait a second. How fast? Some of you guys, somebody type a, wait, what do you guys, come on, somebody find one used and tell us. You can try Reverb or eBay. <laughs> uh, 200 bucks on reverb. on reverb. There you go, 200 bucks, man. You cannot beat that for 200 bucks. Um, I don't think they're made in the USA, though. I think it's one of the import amps. Um, and uh, But, dude, 200 bucks, that's good. Yeah, if you uh, got room for it. Yeah. And, uh, and I think well, that's it's a problem. A, it's, yeah. a, it's a big amp. Well, think of this. 200 bucks. Here's how funny this is. You could pick up a PV Windsor head for 200 bucks and a 412 PV cabinet. I know for a fact. And I, here's how I know for a fact. Because I got two PV cabinets yeah. I'm trying to sell for 100 bucks whack. Yeah. And I can't sell them. <laughs> right? They've been sitting around. In fact, uh, right? Sitting around for six months. So you could buy a 412 PV cabinet and a head for 300 bucks. Uh, and I think it's a legit amplifier. So, yeah, there you go. Uh, Ralph, you pick the next question. Let's see. Okay. Well, you keep going. I'll find one. Yeah. Okay. Well, then what I'll do is I'll do a... Patron. Yeah, I'll do a... a or whatever. A, yeah, a super, a super chat. They call it super chat. It's a, like really a tip jar. It's tip jar. Uh, stage name Alpha says, how did you and Ralph meet? Have you seen the movie When Harry Met Sally? Oh, my God. I'm Tom Hanks, though. Yeah, that's why he's only on the show sometimes. Also, shout out uh, to the to the homie. Uh, oh, to Servando. Am I saying it right? To to the homie Servando. His I think is his friend, right? Your homie Servando. Servando. I hope I'm saying it right. Servando, who is listening as well. Hi, Servando. Thank you for listening, hanging out. Um, how do we meet? We met, believe it or not, in the most horrible way you could meet. Uh, we both had a crappy job. Yes. Uh, we worked at Fletcher's Music. If you guys don't know what that is, that's a music store that sells organs, you know, like piano organs, yeah. to old people. I mean, we were young. I mean, you know, right? It was a job. It was a job. It was like work at a gas station or work at Fletcher's Music. You know, and both of us got the job. We didn't know each other. Yeah. We've met there. How we got the job is the way all musicians who work there work there. It was the closest thing to being in a music store. You know, right? You're like, oh, you saw a music store ad in the paper, and you went and applied, and then you realize, like, oh, I'm going to be like selling organs to old people. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, you're like, I don't like. I never thought about doing this job before. Yeah. But it beat being broke. Yeah. So that's how we met, and we became friends. And then a uh, funny uh, thing that made our friendship even stronger was we were friends. We hung out a lot, uh, but. Um, when I uh, left for the army, my my wife, who at that time was my girlfriend, moved from Tucson. We live in Tucson. Moved to Phoenix because her parents moved to Phoenix, and um, she got a job here in Phoenix. And when I got out, uh, I moved to Phoenix too because this is where she was. So we lived in Phoenix in an apartment with a roommate. Uh, there was three of us uh, in this apartment, and uh, it was her friend and me and my my girlfriend. And Ralph got accepted to school here 
because uh, his your degree is in computer animation. Yep. In computer animation, and he's like, "Oh, I gotta move to Phoenix," and we're like, "Oh, you can live with us." So we got a bigger apartment. Uh, we got a yeah. uh, this is like a fifteen hundred square foot. I mean, it's a legit apartment. We got a fifteen hundred square foot apartment, three bedroom. He got a room. Uh, Sarah got a room, and me and Shauna had a room yeah. together, and we all roommates. Um, and, uh, and, and that's how it went until me and Sean eventually got a, had a baby, right? That's yeah. when my son was born and then we moved out and we got a house. So, um, we've been friends ever since. So that's how we met and that's how, it, how, that's how it stayed, even though we moved. Right. Yeah. Um, so there you go. Did you find a question? Um, there was one earlier I saw about Kaler bridges. I just, I don't remember. Just something about Kaler. Oh my goodness. I got to do it just because you see this one. I'm, I'm going to do this horrible thing to myself because I need the torture. I'm going to I'm gonna read this question, but I'm going to let Ralph answer it, which is horrible. Barry wants to know, if the Know Your Gear movie, who would play me? Vin Diesel, Bruce Willis, Patrick Stewart, Samuel Jackson. Who's who's playing? Ralph, who's oh, playing? Playing you? Uh, oh, I, I think Samuel Jackson's got the range to play you. Really? I think he's, no, he's a pretty good actor. I see, think he's got range. Just when I thought he was going to be a jerk he went nice he never goes nice so you know he never goes nice i was waiting for like bald sam kennison <laughs> something anything bill burr <laughs> hmm. I, I tell you if i could pick somebody that's who i'd pick is bill burr <laughs> like bill burr play me but then i'd have to like bill burr but no curse words which would really change bill burr's <laughs> range <laughs> uh, and so you know a uh, little thing about bill burr if you guys know who bill burr is the comedian i'm pretty sure he's a guitar player so you guys know uh, a little, little interesting thing about Bill Burr. Um, the reason is, is because although I've never seen any videos and I've watched a lot of videos of Bill Burr ever specifically talk about being a guitar player, he is extremely versed in the guitar lingo, mm -hmm. right? Um, even his best bit ever, which isn't his, in his stand-up routine, it's in this thing he was just casually talking about. He was talking about the fact that bass solos are the worst, and he can prove it because he said when you go see David Lee Roth and Steve Iwa plays, because everybody's like, wow, and then Billy Sheen comes out, and everybody's <laughs> like, I don't even know what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, uh, uh, so so yeah, Bill, Bill Burr, and uh, thank you, Ralph, for not <laughs> going. Um, William just did the chip jar. Thank you, William. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry, Merry Christmas to you, too. Yeah. You guys all know Christmas is coming. Uh, let's see. Cheddar Kung Pao wants to know, what are we looking forward to most at NAMM besides hanging out with me again? Obviously. Um, you know what I'm... Oh, I'm going to tell you what I'm looking forward to right now. Okay? I'm going to go to it, and I'm going to tell you about it. Let's see. I, first, before I, I get into this, I got to find out if it's open to the public. Because <laughs> now that I think about it, I go, I don't know. Maybe I'm not supposed to talk about this. Uh, here you go. Where is it at? Click. Uh, it doesn't say, right? All right. Uh, no, it looks, it looks public to me, right? So check this out. So Brian Hardgrove uh, reached out to me through Facebook. If you don't know who he is, well, shame on you. Uh, <laughs> he's the bass player for Public Enemy. And uh, he let me know that he is, uh, him and Eddie Kramer. And Eddie Kramer is, of course, the amazing engineer. Uh, where, where am I at? I lost it. The amazing engineer who did, uh, obviously, Hendrix's albums and stuff. And, uh, and he has his own pedal out with F pedals, which is a great pedal. I did a review of that pedal. Um, where is... There he is. Uh, he sent me this cool thing uh, that at the NAMM show on Friday, there's this cool thing. Uh, Welcome to Electric Ladyland. 
Legendary studio engineer, producer Eddie Kramer joins Public Enemy's Brian Hardgrove for an in-depth discussion of making the, of the Jimi Hendrix original Electric Ladyland. So that's where I'm going to be. That's what I'm excited about, man. Uh, first of all, uh, uh, I want to thank Brian because he sent that to me, you know, through, through, through yeah. Facebook and just and I'm, I'm ex dude. That's like the whole thing for me. Um, uh, so, uh, in fact, Nam is like now the side salad. Like that's what I care yeah. about. <laughs> right <laughs> and then there's nam <laughs> right uh so i'm excited about that so uh and then and then cheddar cheddar's like okay there's there's cheddar <laughs> cheddar i'm sorry man chose below uh let me let me tell Jimmy. you the problem cheddar see you're a great guy but brian brings the noise <laughs> right it's like uh so anyways uh it's uh so that's great um so that's what i'm excited about uh mark says phil that fret loving uh, video helped me uh, more than I, more than I even explain. Uh, just thanks. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate that. Um, those videos. I uh, thank you guys for feedback, even when it's good and bad. So you know, when I do these videos, uh, those Sharpa Max videos, the logic that I'm doing, which is what I think separates them from a lot of videos on YouTube, uh, repair style videos, is my Sharpa Max videos. I'm trying to make them entertaining first. Right. Yeah. Like I'm trying to almost like a remodeling home show where you watch them remodel, you get to see them do it. And then, yeah, they show you some of the carpentry. Right. But it's really more about just showing you and getting you excited about it and maybe thinking about it. And then maybe I hope that inspires you to go out and look at other channels on YouTube where other master luthiers and other, uh, you know, repair guys are doing great videos because what I find is, and that's, and that's uh, the thing I'm after. I'm hoping to teach some of you guys something. Uh, that's what I'm hoping, but I'm really hoping that I inspire as many people as possible to go, you know what? That's interesting. I didn't think it was that not so much easy, but that yeah. obtainable. Yeah. Now let me see what else is out there and go, um, I like a gateway drug. I'm trying to gateway drug people into repairing their guitars. And so, um, the problem with that is although, um, uh, that's my goal. My fear is that sometimes I'm arming you guys with just enough to make you dangerous. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Cause I want to, you know, cause it's a dangerous thing. So, and I think most of you guys, I, every time I meet everyone, you guys have such positive things to say and you, you know, so I thank you so much for, for that. Um, the, uh, and Don's agreeing with them. Thank you. Uh, thanks for the, the tooling. Yeah, dude, that, that, um, that video, I, I was, like I said, that video was not supposed to come out. That video, the, it was PRS. Yeah. Uh, the PRS video is supposed to come out first, and then that video, and because uh, obviously what happened with the cabinet that messed everything up. But um, I want to do a separate review of just those tools. Those tools were very impressive from from Amazon for twelve bucks. I, I said nothing's going to prime me from my Stu Mag tools, but I literally did everything in that video with those tools. I, I can't I can't say anything bad about them. I can only thing I could say is I'm sure in long the long term they wear out fast. Yeah, they're, they're going to be a faster wear out. But yeah. again, as, as you start, it's a use it until you need to yeah. replace it. Then once you replace it. Yeah. Uh, and to be honest with you, man, at the price they were charging, I mean, you could buy three sets. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's, it's good. Or, even, or you even have that as a set that you take with you places. That way, if you lose something, you don't care. Kind of like if, uh, yeah. you know, you got tools in your vehicle you know, on your route, you know, trail driving and stuff like that. If you leave a tool out there, you don't care because it's an easy replace. Same thing with these. This is the stuff you want to take with you. So George, um, he did a super chat and he said 20 watt Marshall or 50 watt Marshall with the rock crusher. The rock crusher is my, Oh, it's right there. It's yeah. down there, but it, yeah, it's a attenuator looking for a power tube distortion at home. Um, 
it's tough. Uh, I don't know, man. I, you know, I, I kind of feel like 50 watt amps sound fuller and bigger than 20 watt amps is when you crank them up. Definitely. I, I mean, uh, you know, you're talking about power tubes. Here's the problem. So uh, again, uh, the problem with power tubes is 20 watt amps. Uh, but I believe the, um, cause me and like I said, Lawrence, we're just looking at this yesterday. I believe what we discovered yesterday was the origin 20 watt and 50 watt marshals are both EL 34s. The, so that's an exception. What I, uh, so I, but I also believe that the DSL 20, if anyone verifies any of the stuff I'm saying wrong, well, you know, just let me know. Uh, the DSL 20 head is two EL84s. So the reason I'm saying that is, uh, is that you're asking, you're saying you want power tube distortion. And I think if you want power tube distortion, go with the bigger power tubes. They sound bigger. They sound yeah. like fuller to me. Um, so I think 50 watt through a rock, cr rock crusher, if you want to hear that last bit. But I will tell you on a side note, that I all just for me personally, again, everybody's going to have different opinions. So I can only tell you my experiences In my experience, although power tubes do have a slight different tonality to them. Like I think an 84 versus a 34 or the six V six versus six L six. I think it's the most minuscule amount of sound. So if I was going to say this amp has its sound and this is its tone, I would say the speaker is a big element of that. The preamp tubes are a big element of that. The the, the way the amps construct is a you know the type of circuitry, uh, in in the in, like how many gain stages. The power section is is something that I I say I really believe you can hear it on amps, but I don't think it's so overwhelming that I would uh, focus on it. Does it make sense? But I but in my opinion, uh, I say go with the fifty. Yeah, because if you get the twenty, you go. Eh, what's the fifty? What it's going to sound like? You're never going to have the 15 go, oh, maybe I could have gotten away with the 20. Yes. It's a maybe. But you're if you have the 20, you're always going to be like, I probably should have got the 50. Yeah, it's. I think the that's the more horsepower logic, right? You're, you know, you're, you can always drive slower. Yeah. Right? But you why? Can, yeah. So, and if, and if the issue is trying to be quiet and not attenuating, then the 20 watt would be the way to go. But I, as soon as you say attenuate, the attenuator doesn't care. You can do a 100 watt Marshall yeah. and you'll, you'll get, you know, get what you want. Um. Let's see. Uh, let's do a non. Oh, you know what? Let's do a, a segue. Check this out. Okay, with a change here on the channel, a little exciting change uh, to talk about uh, with the t-shirts. Now, uh, the, the 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 change is, and I know this is just because I need to share this with you guys. The change is simple. We were doing shirt of the month for 2018. For 2019, we're gonna do something different. The main shirt, the one everybody knows, the Know Your Gear logo shirt, is available all the time. No big deal. The rest of the unique shirts are going to be in campaigns now, 10-day okay. campaigns. The reason I'm telling you that is because there's a 10-day campaign that started today, and it's only going to affect a few of you, so we're just going to tell you real quick. Guess what? You guys asked for it, and my wife did it. Here you go. Lefty, know your gear shirts. That's right. We, we did it faster than Paul Reed Smith did it. <laughs> right we were able to make left-handed t-shirts so left-handed shirts uh so uh if you're a lefty and you want a know your gear shirt that represents you being left-handed there's now that version for you it's for 10 days only and i hate to say this this is the way it's going to go on from now on whenever we do unique shirts there'll be 10 day uh, uh you, you know order it for 10 yeah. days and then i don't know if i'll even come back to it for a year or two you know what I mean? So just letting you guys know, it's your opportunity to do it. So the main shirt, it's always going to be available. We're going to keep that going from now on, but it's, you know why, what we learned this year with all the shirts and all the crazy shirts was that takes up so much time. It actually takes away from 
content. It takes yeah. away from, I'd rather make content for you guys than try to sell you t-shirts. That's basically what I'm trying to say. So <laughs> uh, there, there you go. Uh, t-shirts are a great way to support the channel. That's why we got to do it. But if we're always working to support the channel, but not making content, that's not going to work either. Um, so there you go, lefties. You get some love. So uh, next question is from, oh, my goodness, we jumped. Where did we lose it? Uh, right oh, okay, here it is. It's Carter Custom Luthery. Okay, Carter, what's up? It's a longtime sub. Thank you again for that. Wanted to say thanks. Uh, thank you again for that. <laughs> uh, I am, I'm a modeling guy now. Got a Helix floor and haven't looked back. Uh, use the use the tip to help with the how to stuff. Okay, even though I'm a luthier, love what you're doing for the community. Okay, cool. Well, wait, that's good, right? Yeah, I think it's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got what you're saying. So yeah, you like the helix. You know what's funny is I have the helix, and I know a lot of you guys are like, when's the 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 video coming out? The problem is it's a learning curve, man. It's like I'm I, uh, it's different than a lot of stuff I've reviewed uh, here. The helix, I will say this: the helix for me has been, I don't want to say difficult. But um, because I can't devote so much time to each time, but it's it, it's a new world for me, and uh, I, and I really want to learn it. Uh, not so much for any other reason than I just want to make sure I got a fair shake. But I'm liking it, so for sure. Um, and thank you again, Carter. That was awesome. Uh, Lefty Mike, hey, Lefty, we got a shirt for you. By that would have been perfect. If I yeah. read that and then I segued yeah, then yeah. to Lefty shirts. That was such an amateur <laughs> show. All right, Lefty Mike <laughs> says, Phil, big thanks from. To Mike Shy for the help with my tuning issue. Oh, yeah, that's cool. I think I saw some of those back and forth with you and Mike. Mike is awesome. It's a good time to probably give a good shout out to Mike Shy. Uh, Mike is amazing. And a good time, actually, to mention that the History of Gear article today is up uh, from Mike. Uh, today, go. oh, I moved it over here. It is I'm going to, guys, I'm going to show you guys real quick. Uh, it only takes a second, I promise. Start screen share. Go here. Hey, look at the Christmas logo. Uh, History of Gear. So Mike did today, he did the record industry yesterday, today, and tomorrow. This is like a multi-parter. So these are great articles if you want to learn about products. You guys see I'm just starting to do some videos called History of Gear. We're really trying to do this is uh, fun and interesting ways to learn about, uh, you know, the stuff we love to talk about. Again, easy to digest. Mike writes those articles. He's amazing. Um you know, and so if you guys just want to make sure, I'll make sure I link it. You guys visit the website, check out the stuff he's writing. Um, he's definitely fantastic. Uh, very dead horse. <laughs> you know that term around here. Uh, it says, hey, I'm building a Warmoth semi-hollow strat at some point. I want a piezo system. Uh, Fishman, Graftech, LR, bags. Oh, uh, so here's the, oh, this is tough. Would be a good shootout. Okay, so here's my experience with Fishman, Graftech, and LR bags. I have, I have all three in some of my guitars. And what I found is they work, they're, they're different. They work differently for different guitars. Um, so there you go. I recommend, um, for installation purposes, I like GraphTech for the simplicity of it. Uh, I just do. Fishman and LR bugs are great, but the GraphTech stuff. Um, and uh, good news for you, buddy, is... I don't know if you're going to get a shootout video, but I promise you're going to get something really soon, let's say in the next week, that will help you with this. Uh, this question you have is answered. In fact, sadly enough, I, it would have been answered a day or two ago, but it, it's definitely coming out this week. So there you go. Uh, David Hunter says, hey, Phil, besides the Vintage 30, what other speakers are good for metal? 
top three you would recommend uh, looking to build cab for my MT15? Well, you know, the funny thing is I, I like speakers specific to amplifiers for the most part. As you guys know, I love vintage series. The MT15, I like that amp, but it's a little on the fizzy side for me. It's got a little bit of the sizzle, right? So uh, I think that amp would probably pair up really well with, believe it or not, some eminent speakers, right? Some governors, right? There's all kinds of them like that, 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 that are really great at reproducing an amp sound, but not adding any kind of distortion or fizz to them. Uh, and, uh, uh, there is, what else do I like? Um, I'm, you know, I like greenbacks and I like creambacks. I have both, but they are very specific to a taste. I think of the right amp, yeah. the right speaker. You, you, do you have a favorite speaker? Nope. Yeah. I don't Just like because that. every time this question has come up, I've watched you over the years swap speakers out of so many different cabinets trying to find that best mix and match right that it's uh it's easier just for me to move the amp to a different cabinet and try it that way <laughs> yes um, i mean and literally I've, I've seen it for years when we had the store we would stay hours afterwards swapping speakers out of cabinets trying to like oh this one should sound better S replace everything they go nope it sounds worse pull them out try these you know, David, what I've never done, and I kind of regret it now, I didn't, you know, back in the day when I used to try all the speakers, I've never tried like warehouse speakers and some of the more inexpensive style speakers. Mm -hmm. And I really love Eminence for the price. And so, uh, you know, I can't recommend some of the warehouse speakers or the lower price speakers because I've never tried them. But man, I'm really interested in that. I'm really thinking about in 2019, that would be something to do is to try some inexpensive speakers. Because what I found is there's like some people don't like the, the GT75s by Celestion, but I like them. They are a little fizzy to me, but they have a lot of low end response. So, um, but like I said, for the MT15, I like the vintage 30, so you know for that, but I would also uh, probably like the eminence like governors or something like that too. Or uh, the Patriots actually are really good too for that. Uh, RNA Music, hey RNA Music, what's up? It says, do you have a favorite Schecter? I know I do. I haven't watched your Schecter video yet, but it is in my downloads. I downloaded it. Um, obviously my crazy week didn't allow that. Uh, I'm gonna let Ralph go first. What's your favorite Schecter? My favorite Schecter was actually the Damien. I like the bolt-on necks on the Schecters better than anything else. So, like, the Damien was uh, my favorite. Anything that uh, Schecter did it with the bolt-on right. is what I tend to like. But I was at uh, was at Sam Ash last week, and they had a couple of Schecters in on trade. That I So they had the, was it the C1 Elite. So I was looking at that again. I was like, oh, I remember those. Yeah. I um, Well, I have a Hellraiser Schecter that I like. Um. I'm trying to think. I think that's my favorite sector is the Hellraisers because that's what I have. Um, and when I look at getting another one, that's what I look at getting is another, another Hellraiser. Another Hellraiser. I, so like, I didn't like the Hellraisers. You know what? I think it's for me, it's because I don't use EMGs in any of my guitars. Yeah. So it's my EMG guitar. You know what I mean? It's, I think that's my problem is I don't like EMGs. Oh, see, I like them. So like, um, I just don't um, I just don't use them all the time. You know what I mean? I, I one of my favorite strats, I had, I had a strat with EMGs in it. I loved it. <laughs> and I don't, I, you know, this is years ago. This is back when somebody could actually suggest something to me to stop me to do it. You know, when you're young enough yeah. to be like that, you know, silly. <laughs> and then I remember like people were like, that's not a real strat. And I'm like, like EMGs in a strat? Get out of here. I'm like, oh, well, I don't want to not have a real strat. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I took them out. <laughs> and I was like, this is horrible. I, I, I so, uh, but it's funny. That's how. That's how uh, that's how it works. Uh, let's see. Dan Dickey Music says, "What happened to Galleon Kruger?" Um, you know, I didn't know. Is it, it 
as far as I know, they're still out there. What really the real question is what happened to base amps? Base amps are uh, definitely dying, and I can tell you why. Uh, I don't own a base amp right now. Isn't that funny? But I, I, I um, I'm gonna be doing a gig if you're local in Phoenix area. Uh, there's a gig coming up. Uh, just mark your calendars for the end of next month, January. And uh, what's funny about it is. I was like, uh, I use a DI preamp for everything. And I'm like, so I'm like, oh, I might need to bring an amp to that gig. And then my wife's like, what amp are you going to bring? And I'm like, oh, I don't have a bass amp anymore. I bought a Phil Jones amp and it took a dump on me. Uh, it was really disappointing. I sent them an email about it and it just, I don't know. Just, uh, didn't. They told me that it's a common, I guess, issue with it. So I was like, well, I don't want to take it places then. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, uh, so um, I'm actually in the market for a bass amp. So, you know, I plan to be buying one. Uh, but what you learn when you go look at bass amps for us bass players is, man, if, if, if bass amps, if bass amps are a, a sign of the times for guitar amps, they're all going to die. Cause yeah, I, well, I remember even gigging out you know, years ago, I'd bring in my, my 410 cab with a you know, 1200 watt head. Cause it looked cool on stage. And there was always a couple guys in other bands and they'd have 40 watt amps, practice amps. They're like, yeah, just line out. I can you know that's all we got to do. So, so like yeah, so I was like yeah, if I was only smart. So, uh, so yeah, so sorry, Dan. Uh, I Gallon Kruger. As far as I know, they're still around. Gallon Kruger is. Uh, I mean, obviously not only they make bass amps, but I think they have like a, a, a bigger uh, company. I think he owns a bigger company that makes actually money like outside of our industry. So I don't think they're going anywhere. But, but you know, amps are kind of dying out in stores now, anyways. You know, kind of going into different music stores. Yeah. You now you read all the the cool stuff online about amps. When you get to an actual store, nobody has anything. No, I actually, so, you know, it took me a year to buy the Silver Jubilee because I went to every store I went to. I was in Nashville. I was in California. Yeah. I was here. Every store I went to, every Marshall deal I walked into, nobody had one in stock to try. And I was like, and it's the, it was the newest, it's the newest Marshall that came out. I'm like, yeah. you think it's the thing that came out? So, yeah. Um, Brian says, hey, Phil, have you ever tried any switcher systems? If so, what's your favorite? By the way, thanks for your service. I'm in the Army right now. Thank you for your service. And Merry Christmas. Uh, yeah, my favorite switcher system is this one right here. I'm going to show you this disaster right here. <laughs> it's the DC pedal one. What? And yes, this pedal board is the pedal board that I am finishing up. Uh, I should have been done with it, but I've been messing with it. I can't stop tweaking with it. Uh, for the contest, that's a good segue. Look, right here on the thing, the contest. If you want to go to the website right now, for those of you who want to be upset, I'm sorry. Um, I have narrowed it down to the top 10 uh, pictures for the photo contest. They are on the website right now. You can go to the contest section of the Know Your Gear website. It's called Photo Contest Entry Site uh, section. And in there, there's a section that says final 10. Those are the top final 10. Here is what the plan is. My wife asked for this, so I said, okay. Her and the kids are going to vote are going to pick five of those 10 today okay. and then I will post the top five and then you guys can go to the new year website and vote for your favorite of the five top five. And then that winner wins this amazing pedal board. That's going to have this DC bypass looper switcher on here. And I love it. And there's a full video once this is given away, cause I want to do the video where I announced the winner in the video. Uh, I'll do a demonstration of this entire pedal board and the and actually uh, complete it. Yeah, complete it. Well, it was complete the other day. I just decided to add these two pedals to it. Um, and this is the most impromptu <laughs> contest ever, by the way. Like there was no logic put to this because again, it's not really like a sponsored. You know, no, you know, I, I just kind of have to foot the bill. DC pedals uh, donated some pedals. Uh, Lawrence Petros donated a pedal. Um, 
DC uh, uh, threw a little cash uh, to help, uh, which is great yep. to to pay for shipping. Um, it helped me actually. It helped me out because uh, some of the stuff I needed for I thought I had I didn't. You know, so I had to do a run to the store and buy a couple, you know, a couple things for the pedal board. Um, so anyways, um, so that's where we are. Don't worry if you're not in the final 10. That doesn't mean you're not going to get anything. You're all entered in the contest that I'll announce with the uh, second prize, which is another pedal board that I'm building that's smaller. And uh, so everybody's interested in that. But uh, I picked the, the top uh, 10. It's been the dumbest thing I've ever done is this contest <laughs> because there were so many amazing pictures. <laughs> That I actually like, I'm actually like, I thought I was gonna be excited about it, but actually, I'm sad because I want everybody to win. Because <laughs> I'm like, oh, that was great, and that one's great. That's why my wife's like, just let me pick five, right? Her and the kids. I'm like, all right. Uh, so you guys, thank you again so much for these crazy pictures. You're you're awesome. Uh, what else do we got? Let's do a non. We got a second. We're gonna go to non. Delete that out. Non. Oh my goodness! Look at the speed. Uh, there it goes. Let's do a non chat question uh and find oh so brian says what happened to the to that rumble you did the video yeah i had two rumbles i got rid of them what happens is is that i have a eden preamp pedal and every time i go to jam with somebody i ended up diing out of my stupid little bass amp and then one day i'm like well, why do i even have an amp so i just take my di pedal everywhere yeah. i go and I just never need anything. So to be honest with you, if I'm not playing somewhere where there's not, if there's a PA, I, I don't even need a bass amp anymore. Yeah. I just plug right in. So, um, you know, I, I, I Unless don't- you like to look the uh, bass amp behind. I play, when I play uh, out, when I play with friends and I play out, every time I play out, it's always in a crash course format uh, where it's like, hey, come on stage, play these two songs with us. So it's not like I have like, oh, okay, well, make sure you set up my rig here and mic it and do the sound. I don't get a sound check. I don't get to show up, <laughs> play the thing, and then I go. So <laughs> so it's not like I, you know, so yeah, so that's what happened. So I got rid of the rumbles for that reason. Um, and I still love the rumbles. They're great. In fact, I don't know why I just don't buy another one of those for this gig, but uh, I'm up to something. So I'm up to something. Uh, so you'll see. I think it's going to, I think the bass players that watch this channel will be excited uh, about what I'm up to. So finally, <laughs> it only took forever to get there. Um, let's see. Uh, next question comes from, what do you want to say, Jay Elton? Yeah, let's yeah. go with Jay Elton. Okay. I've got a new Fender Telecaster American Pro, which I love, but tuning keys don't seem great. That's because they're not. Uh, would you sharpen them? Uh, would you, wait, would you sharpen them? And if so, with what type? Thanks and have an awesome. You know, so I usually tell people to go with the locking yeah. fender keys, but you know what? I keep having a problem with the fender locking keys. They are slipping on me more and more. Are they? Yeah, I don't know if it's the new ones are just cheaper. They all say made in Taiwan still, so I mean that's usually pretty good. Um, so I like the ratio keys. Um, the problem with the fender style ones, if you get hip shot, you got to get the ump plates, which is you're gonna have the plate, which is cool. Um, but uh, I, I would try the ratio keys. I really do, and I really like them. I, I know, you know, keep this in mind, and I, I feel very confident about this. What's nice about the way I, I have the arrangement with GraphTech is I know GraphTech sponsors a lot of the Sharp Max mm -hmm. videos and stuff, and so I'm promoting their, their tuning keys. But when I say they sponsor it, they provide the tuning keys that I give away. They, I haven't actually got a set for myself <laughs> yet. Uh, I bought a set. Uh, believe it or not, I, in fact, a funny story with me, it was they, once they, Justin was working his butt off to get me stuff shipped 
but it didn't care in time. So I had to take the ones off my guitar and give them to the person, <laughs> and I used the replacements to put back on my guitar. So my GraphTech uh, ratio tuners that I have, I purchased. So that's that's the best recommendation you can get, man. Um, I will tell you this, and and I'm, I'm almost afraid to say this because Justin and those guys are so great. I don't want them to do anything crazy. Uh, I'd put them on most of my guitars. They're on my frames because they came with them too. I'd put them on most of my guitars, but dude, uh, you know, like you guys know, that's like 150 bucks a whack. I got like 20 guitars. Man. <laughs> you know what I mean? I could buy another guitar for what it's going to cost to redo all the tuning keys. Um, and I have locking keys on most of my guitars. So, but I, I can tell you right now, if I could uh, put those on all my guitars, I would do it. Uh, so there you go. Um, okay. Ice pick 19 said I traded for a seafoam green hot rod deluxe. Has a Marshall Celestion G12 in it. Not familiar with this speaker. High low end. Keep it. Keep it or change it. Um, so you're saying Marshall Celestion G12. There's a Celestion G12, but then Marshall has like special speakers. You know what I mean? And there's very, again, this is going to be tough because Ralph's not a really big speaker guy, but I can tell you this. Uh, in my experience, although it's different than the internet, I'm 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 going to disagree with the internet. The internet, when I read, they're constantly telling me how the Marshall version speakers are not very good. But to me, when I compare the Marshall Celestian style speakers to the Celestians, I, I could argue that the Celestians always win versus the Marshalls, but it's not a, it's not a, oh, this is crappy and this is good. It's like, oh yeah, I can see this is a little better, right? But here's what I always argue. And this is back to like tube screamer pedals too. If I can plug into something and I don't notice it's bad until I compare it to something better, it doesn't mean it's bad, right? No. Yeah. So here's my question to you, Icepeg19. Is it, you want to swap it because you're looking at the back and you're seeing Marshall Session 12 and that's just making you think like there's, is there, is, is the, you know, the, what do you call it? The, uh, uh, the mer little mermaid. Is there, yeah. is there something out there that I'm missing? Right. Is there a whole world or do you really not like it? If you like the way your amp sounds, you're happy. Stop. <laughs> right. If you're hearing something that you're, or you feel like it's lacking, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Um, I've had it where I've played amps and I've, Felt like there was a, even though the amp sounded good, there was a pillow over the amp. And I've swapped speakers and I'm like, oh yeah, that's it. Man, it's like taking the pillow off. But, um, but I, like, I, yeah, but then again, we come in and we're like, oh, that sounds shrill. Yeah, that happens <laughs> too. But uh, if you like the amp, you're done. If you don't like the amp, find a better speaker. But, um, but by no means don't look at the speaker and make the change. And I think that's common in, in this world with us. You look at the back and you're like, Oh, generic yeah. speaker. And then you're like, get and rid in of your it. head. You're like, ah, I, this isn't good. I should move to something else. Yes. You know? Um, yes. I, 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 yeah. Use your ear as much as you can more than your eyes. Although we're all victims of it. I, I, I don't want to preach anything. I'm not guilty of. Uh, I'm literally as, Silly as everybody else. I will pick something because of aesthetics too. Um, heck, I mean, sometimes I just pick a cabinet because it doesn't stink. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but anyways, uh, so there you go, Ice Pick. I hope that, that helps. Uh, let's do, go hop back over. Since we're in overtime, we're going to try and... Uh, Rule one, turn on amp, turn up. Do you like it? Yeah. I, it's, um, that's yeah, that that actually is rule number one for me. Yes. Over the years of tweaking with gear, I have seen this amazing bliss with Ralph and his not messing with stuff. 
Although I've seen he so you know he's not totally innocent. Yeah. He doesn't mess with amps, but he would jack with his guitars like crazy. I, yeah, I I do do that. Yeah. He he he's shoving pickups and everything else in him like everything else. It's just it, it, he stays away from the amp side of it. Um yeah, cuz I figure if I turn up the 10 I sound good then. That's where my tone's at. <laughs> but 110 decibels I start sounding real good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh guy Bravada Guy Bravada says 68 custom deluxe reverb amp, a good bedroom amp. Uh, it's not a bad one. No, I mean, it takes pedals. By the way, um, man, Guy's been around for a long time. Love your avatar thumbnail, the Know Your Gear shirt. God, just thought you're making me like go back in time. Guy, you, your picture was one of the first, like in the first, when I think of the first batches of shirt pictures I used to get, it was Guy. That was his avatar. Let's see if my memory is great, Guy. Your, av your picture right there, that's you at the tailor. Factory, Taylor, uh, factory or Taylor Booth? Well, it's a, no, no, it's the factory. Is I think he's, factory? I think he's in the the showroom because uh, I remember the email, and it was like okay. two years ago. I think you sent that to me. So I remember everybody's picture. I'm a very visual person. I, I'll, I'll, I'll never remember a name. You could tell me your name fifty times, but I promise you, if I saw you in a crowd, like I would not only nail you, you, you know, remember you. I'll, I'll be like, oh yeah, I can actually tell you like some kind of fact about something like that. Um, so, uh, so yeah, to answer your question, yeah, 68 custom deluxe, uh, is a great amp for the bedroom. Uh, as long as you're not cr fender amps that you crank that thing, it's going to kill you if you have to crank it for overdrive, but dude, as a pe pedal platform, amp, you know, use it for great clean, put a little boost in front of it. Uh, yeah, I have, I, I, I would hi highly recommend it. Uh, me, I pers I personally picked the 68 Princeton over it, but I don't think that would be the majority of people would pick that yeah it, it took you a long time to figure that one out yeah there. the 68 custom deluxe to me has more low end and a fuller sound than the princeton and uh that's what i think most people are going to be drawn to for me i was looking for something punchier and i thought the 68 princeton was a little punchy and it really reacted great at low volumes um but no 68 deluxe reverb i think i think you're looking at a great amp um let me get rid of that too uh let's see what else how are we doing on time well we got a few more minutes um Uh, J JWB Guitars has a question. It's a tough one. It says, hey, Phil, recently bought the iRig 2 and would like to make uh, some YouTube jam videos over backing tracks. I want to use an iPad for filming and recording. Do you have, do you know what the easiest way to do this? Well, um, well, I think the best way to do it, you would record your iRig into GarageBand, right? And then you can sync up your GarageBand tracks to iMovie where I'm a little, I use Mac. So that's the way I would do it with Mac. I would, I know iPads. I have an iPad. I just haven't used it for a while. I know iPad both has iMovie and uh, GarageBand as an app. And so I would imagine the functionality can be worked the same as my computer. So that's how you would do it. Record iRig into, into uh, uh, GarageBand and then use GarageBand and sync it over to iMovie. Are you asking me or telling me? Well, you're a video guy. You do video. I don't use Apple. Oh, I use PC. <laughs> they don't have a. <laughs> so he's yeah. Well, anyways, he does video for a living. Anyway, so um, uh, that's how I would do it. Uh, uh, that, that's how I, it seems like that would make sense to me to do it that way. Uh, and if not, you could probably download an app that will do that. Uh, I'm sorry, buddy. Dude, how many? Sean. Letters? Sean. Believable. Yeah. 
Farias? Sure. So, yeah, but we're going to say Sean. <laughs> Sean, have you ever heard of Russian brand Konakin guitars? The answer is no, all right, off the bat. But I'll, uh, I'll highlight it and try to link it to a website so we can check it out. They have a great concept of building new guitars, but I don't know if they're worth the price. Uh, yeah, I never heard of it, but I'll check out the whoops. I'll check out the uh, website um, when I when I uh, link or when I index the videos. Uh, always love to hear about new cool stuff and share it with everybody. Uh, Roberto Reyes says, "Any chance for you to create a short instructional bass video? Teacher slapping taking. You know what? That video is actually done. I did that video. I think we talked about this. Uh, that's why I'm releasing a video every day, <laughs> trying to catch up. I actually have a more. I have." guys, please understand this. Please understand that the amount of work it takes to make a video. Sometimes it's really, it's not, it's not a financial thing. It's an emotional thing. It's really not exciting when you put out a video and it doesn't get viewed, right? No one really wants to watch it. And so what happens is, is when I put out a video and it's doing well and it's growing, I don't want to put out another video for a little while. Cause I want to, I want to see it grow. Right. Cause yeah. what happens if I release another video, what a lot of you do, you'll go, you'll just watch the latest one. Right. So I try to not put videos out every day because of that. You cannibalize yourself. That's what I've experienced with me. Not every YouTuber is the same. So, um, so I'm trying to put out all this content now because what's happened is I'm trying to catch up. Um, yeah. So yeah, I have it oh, with my slap technique and actually, uh, how to, how to do it and how to understand it and forget. And I'm on this video, it'll, it'll be soon. I promise you. Cause it's within, within the next two weeks is when that video comes out. Um, it's not only me slapping on the bass, but it's showing the guitar players how I do it on the guitar too, how you can slap on the guitar, why you would want to do that. I have no idea. Uh, but you know, there you go. <laughs> uh, there, I, I, I don't know. I mean, um, uh, yeah, I'm not going to lie. I was like, oh, you put a video out that showed you how to slap. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jeff Harper says, thanks uh, for sharpening your vi axe videos uh, for Christmas. I'm sharpening my square bullet strat. That's awesome, Jeff. Thank you so much. Sharpen my axe videos are going to, we're going to 20 episodes. So there's, uh, we're at 13 now. So we have seven more coming. Uh, four are, I don't say they're done. That sounds cocky, but they're in the works. Uh, yeah, they're filmed to some degree. Um, and, uh, but they're all outlined and, and stuff. So I'm very excited about this stuff. Uh, very cool stuff. Uh, Laguna Palm says, overtime appreciation. Thanks, guys. Hey, see, it's great. It's like, you're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you. We appreciate that. Um, and then uh, Brian Stansbury, we'll do one more and then we'll jump back to the side. Uh, Brian says, if you could have only one amp between the Fender Deluxe and the Hot Rod Deluxe. Hot Rod Deluxe. Yeah, he's got a Hot Rod Deluxe. Yeah, so. Why? But you got to say why. I just liked it better than everything else. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, now I'll take it. If I could have the, the Hot Rod Deluxe or the Supersonic. Yeah. Go supersonic. Yeah. Brian, you're going to hate this answer. I have the same answer as him. It's funny. I'd pick the Hot Rod Deluxe over the Fender Deluxe, and I'd pay this, pick the Supersonic over the Hot Rod Deluxe. And I think the Hot Rod Deluxe, I think I like it because it loves pedals, man. The Fender Deluxe for me, um, and this is from actual, not my opinion, this is from your guys' opinion doing videos. Mm -hmm. Every time I shove pedals in front of a Fender Deluxe and record with it, there's more comments about it being bright and not having a fullness to the sound. And, and I, it's, it's no, there's no, um, what do you call it? There's no, um, 
mystery to this that the majority of pedal builders out there use hot rod deluxes for platforms to gauge the pedals right the freeman bod was like done with hot rod deluxe i think brian wamper said in one of his videos he used a hot rod deluxe um so hot rod deluxe man it's a great amp you can pick it up on the on the low too man you can pick them up 350 yeah. used for 400 bucks um and even new it's a, uh not half the deluxe reverb but questionable the, the the deluxe reverb just has more street cred that's the cool amp the problem with the hot rod deluxe from fender and i think one day everybody's gonna look back and the hot rod deluxe will be a classic fender amp that's what i think i promise you know it may take another 15 20 yeah. years but people are looking back at hot rod deluxe and be like that was a great amp from fender but what's what it is is hot rod deluxe i, I hate to say it it's a toyota camry man it's the amp everybody yeah. has so because everybody has it even though everybody has it because it's 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 cheap it's good right Everybody, it's going to get you there. It's going to get you there. <laughs> Professionals use it. Amateurs use it. Hobbyists use it. Uh, but because of the fact that everybody uses it, like a Toyota Camry, it's just not sexy. It has no sex appeal. So, um, but I, that, that's that's it. Um, there you go. And I like the George Benson hot rod over all those. There you go. Uh, and then it says, SG Flying V. How can I make... 5150 EL34 blues channel sound good. Oh, the blue channel on the 5150. That's, I, I'm sure, here's my problem with those amps. Uh, if you want that saturated 5150 sound, even on the new ones like those, that chunky, gent, you know, just tight, they're tight sounding amps, right? Just everything's like really percussive. Um, they do it. Um, you want the shredder noodling sound. That's great. Um, bluesy amps, you know, backing off the gain. What I found with the 5150 amps is that they're fizzy. And then as you back off the gain, it they like choke out and then you lose tone, right? Except for when you turn them up, then you turn them back up. So here's the, the, the good and bad news. I would say to get the 5150 EL34 blue channel to sound good. And, and when you say sound good, it's because I'm assuming you're not liking the sound it already has. Because that's that's an amp that definitely when people turn it on, they're like, oh, yeah, <laughs> right? Or like you, I don't know, it doesn't sound good. So I say put it through an attenuator, turn the gain down, and crank the thing up. Let let it even out and take some of the fizz out and get some girth. Um, so that's what I would suggest for that. Uh, but you're going to need to attenuate it. Uh, so I know that's... A lot of amp questions. Ralph's like, that's yeah. where he's not. Okay, let's find a. And again, my my theory is, if I turn up louder, it's going to sound better. <laughs> he's <laughs> that's that could be your canned response to everything. Yeah. Just yeah, turn, it turn, up, up, turn it up. Turn it'll up. sound yeah. better. Turn it up. You know, it works for everybody who ever goes to a Guitar Center. <laughs> <laughs> out of tune. Turn out, up. Out of tune. Turn it up. You'll be in tune. You know, if you turn. <laughs> <laughs> that's all. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Just that may, maybe that's what happens at Guitar Center. Maybe people, when they pick up a guitar that's out of tune, their logic is this guitar will be in tune if I just crank the amp. Yeah, that's how you tune it, right? You turn it up to 10. Turn it up to 10. It's in tune. We have solved single handedly. Yeah. I want to let you guys know what we've all solved here. We have solved the mystery of the Guitar Center. Everybody has to crank up. Yeah. Everybody's just trying to tune their guitar. Yeah, that's how you get in tune. So when you walk into Guitar Center and there's 15 people cranked to 10 out of tune playing, just realize everybody's just trying to tune up and it sounds like jazz <laughs> so interesting that is so very interesting okay so let's do uh let's try to hit one question for 
since Ralph really didn't get a whole lot of stuff. Waterford Giant just did a happy holidays. Thank you, Waterford. We appreciate that. I'm going to find a question, and Ralph's got to answer it. Um. <laughs> Side note, Overview Effect says, I feel sorry for Ralph's neighbors. Oh, no. He talks a good game. Do you do you play with headphones? Uh, Sometimes. Depending on the time uh, at night, sometimes I'll just wear headphones. and. So Ralph has two bands. But, but again, my problem is this. No matter what, I sound like me. That's good, I think. Um, so you know, if you if you ever see Ralph's amps, all his tube amps, mm -hmm. they're like this thick as dust <laughs> on top of his tube amps, and then his little di digital modeling amp—that's what you play through. Yeah, yeah. So he he talks a good game, uh, but he he plays actually a digital modeling amp quietly, except for your digital amp. Uh, your digital modeling amp just died, right? Yeah. yeah. So it's dying. So now I gotta go. Find a, a new amp for Christmas. Yeah, he has a Black Star uh, ID15. ID15, and it finally died on him. Uh, yeah, you said the effects come in and out randomly. Yeah, I'm just. <laughs> I'm like, is the amp? Is it me? Uh, Brian wants to know what amps does Ralph have? Got my Hot Rod Deluxe. He's got well, he's got the Hot Rod Deluxe. He's got my old orange and black hot rod with the pin striping, right? Yeah. What did I have before that? I had another one before that. You had another hot rod. Because I remember, because you were going to sell the hot rod deluxe. Yep. And I was like, well, you're going to be stupid and you're going to sell it. I'll buy it because it was a limited run. Yes. Um, and what amp did I get rid of? Yeah. So remember I told huh. you he's very pragmatic. So he has the he has the hot rod deluxe that he has now that he likes. Yeah. He's got some kind of bass amp. What bass amp do you have? Uh, I think I'm just down to a uh, Fender uh, practice amp. Yeah. So because I had the custom half stack, right? When I was playing out, then once I quit doing that, I was like, well, it's kind of silly to have, you know, a 410 cabinet. Yep. When you're not playing out, and 1200 yep. watt head. So I got rid of that. Just went to a practice amp, and I just like I'm like most people right now. I'm just playing at home. So all I need really need is practice amp for guitar, practice amp for bass. So, yeah, but yeah, I think I and I was thinking about I was like, yeah, I should go back to like a five watt tube amp, right? And just start going back to pedals, and I'll start this cycle over again. Yes, yeah, every time you get the katana, I, that's what I kind of told. Him. I use wrong <laughs> cubes. I told him the katana would be the way to go. Yeah, and I was looking at the katana, and I get nothing wrong with the katana. I was like, I can go back to that. I'm like, or five watt amp, go back to pedals, start doing this shenanigans. Starko wants to know, well, what's your favorite music? Like favorite genre of music or just favorite top three bands? Oh, top three bands easy. ACDC. Okay. Uh, Megadeth. Okay. Number three is hard one though. I, I you know, it's funny as I I've guessed the first two. Yeah. I'm I'm guessing three, but I'm waiting for you to say it. See if you it's the same one. I I, I could probably go with Anthrax or Abella Fleck and the Flectones. I can go that far of a swing. You know what's funny is I I don't know why but I yeah you're a huge Anthrax fan I'm a huge Anthrax fan yeah. I um uh I thought you were gonna say 311 I do like 311 yeah uh but yeah but, uh, well, but yeah. yeah just to give you an idea on the way over I was listening to Extreme okay uh, Bella Fleck and the Flectones okay and then George Clinton the P Funk see that's that's the right assortment of music to listen to on so. the freeway. <laughs> um, 
So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Johnny G's like, the dog is barking at the UPS truck who's passed out from the cab stink. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's nice. Um, let's see. Did we cover everything? We covered everything. Uh, we did it. So uh, we're going to hit just a couple more, make sure we didn't miss any of the super chats, and then we'll uh, make sure we grab another question real quick. Um, first, uh, we have, oh, Lando 27 Music. Merry Christmas. No question. Play guitar and have fun. Hey, thanks, yep. Lando. I That's enjoyed. very good advice. It is. I enjoyed your video. Um, what was the one? I, I made actually two other friends watch it. One of them was a, a YouTuber, but I don't I don't want to say the name. Uh, it's uh, uh, the one where you just, re he reviewed uh, the Fender did a video on, um, I'll put a link in the description, Lando. How about that? I don't know what I don't want to ruin it, and I also don't know how to say the name of a thing. It's the the weird the guitar player who is not a guitar player. Video is hilarious. Watch that video, everyone. That that is a great video. Um, it's a good good chuckle and good time. Uh, let's see, and then uh, let's do a non. We'll do one. Oh, now you guys are all talking about katanas. <laughs> Man, you guys, like Katana's a thing, huh? You yeah. guys see these? Yeah, Megadeth albums, P-Cells. <laughs> okay, Mike, I was like, a guitar center, they need 40 snark tuners with wire bolted to all the, every guitar that takes 20 minutes to tune up. Yeah. Uh, I'd be happy with one snark tuner but see, at Mike, guitar center. But see, Mike, I like I said, I was just at guitar center with Lawrence yesterday, and I showed Lawrence the magic trick. A little trick, a little, check this out. I'm going to show you guys all the trick when you go to guitar center. We walked in and I saw the amps. And I said, you want to try out some amps? And Lawrence like, yeah. And I said, okay, let's get a guitar. And he goes, okay. And I go, but you know, got, got to know the trick of Guitar Center. Pick up a cheap guitar. So I picked up this like $200 Epiphone. It was in tune. <laughs> and I go, never been touched. <laughs> cheap guitars at Guitar Center, never been touched. Everybody picks up the, the nice guitars. The highest one they can reach. Actions this high, out of tune, baby goop on it. <laughs> right. Just a disaster. Missing the volume knob. Yeah. You pick up a $99 Squire Bullet at Guitar Center. I promise you that guitar is box fresh. Like, right? It's like literally it's not. Like been no fingerprints on it. No fingerprints. <laughs> no, it's such a. That's why they take those guitars and they put them in guitar stands right next to the amp. People will get up, walk around them. Like, right? No, you pick up cheap guitars. That was great. So, so that's the trick, man. You pick up cheap guitars at Guitar Center. I promise you they're in tune and great. No, so uh, you gotta gotta think of these things. Uh, David Ingram says, "Hey guys, building a telly. Would ash with a maple top be too bright? Uh, would it fit a classic telly tone?" So, are you asking me, a Ralph, if the tone wood of the maple top would fix the tone? Would have? <laughs> this is like one of those like. Uh, I, I don't starting know. to sound like long division. Yeah. No. Okay. So, um, the. The, the problem is, is this, okay, so this is a tone wood question. So the, the wood, the ash wood and the maple top, uh, would it be too bright? Okay, so here's the, the stance on this. I, I'm not going to say that tone wood doesn't matter, and I'm not going to say it matters. What I'm going to say is that is the least relevant thing in the building of this telecaster that you're going to deal with, okay? So um, there's, there's so many factors uh, to it. That I really believe when somebody says, oh, um, you know, if you get a, 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 an ash body with a maple top, it'll be too bright. Um, do I think it's going to be on the brighter side? I think 
I think a lot of us would agree with that, that it's going to happen. Some of you out there are going to say, no, it doesn't matter at it's all. It's probably going to be a little bit brighter than the normal yeah. tally. And, and for you guys to say it doesn't matter at all, I'm not disagreeing with you. What I'm saying is, is that I think it's going to be a little on the brighter side, but I think it's such a minute amount that it's correctable. Yeah. I think tone woods exist in the idea that they're there and they're very minor. But here's the problem. If I do believe in Tonewood, I really believe that ash, the, the different densities of ash is more important. In other words, some yeah. ash, like I did that video the other day, the, the Sharp My Axe, where I talk about that ash body being heavy. On the uh, slick guitar. Yeah, on the slick guitars, they're heavy. So um, I think if you get a really light, airy piece of ash, um, I, it tends to be more mid-rangey. You know what I mean? Uh, so, um, and that's not a tone wood. That's a tone weight. Right, density. I think yeah. density affects the way the strings move. I think that's a, I think that's a very pragmatic look at it. So basically, what I'm saying is that when you're building a custom guitar like this, uh, I don't want, I don't think you should get too focused on that. I think that that's a combination you like. I think you should go with it. Um, I, I think you have is, I could argue that it will be bright, but you could get it and it could be totally not bright because it could be dark. It could be dark because uh, if you believe, here's the real big problem with tone woods. If you believe in Tonewood, then you really believe that you can't predict it. That's the argument in my mind. If you don't believe in Tonewood, if you think Tonewood is made up, somebody's just hearing BS out there, and that you can make a plexi guitar sound like a wood guitar, well then, make it out of whatever you want. But if you believe in Tonewoods, if you think they are factored in, then I think what you believe doesn't even matter to a species of wood. I think you believe that every piece of wood could be different right? The variables are out yeah. there. And I, I don't, like I said, I've really thought about this hard over the years. And I really, what I believe about guitars is the variances are so extreme in so many directions that you can't, you can't predict anything. I can tell you this. I've watched master builders, master luthier builders who companies, you know, I've sat there and watched them as they've illustrated building a guitar and they, they predict like you, they're predicting how it's going to sound yeah. and they finish the guitar and they strum and they go, Nope. Right. And so if they can't get it right, uh, we probably all don't have a yeah. shot. So well, not only that, but you no, know, we've unboxed 20 strats in a day. Yeah. And they've all sound different. Exact same thing. You no, know, same body, same neck. But all of a sudden, all 20 of them sound completely different. So I, I think it kind of, you know, do what you want to do. That's, that's my opinion. I mean, if you, if you think it's going to work and you think you're going to dig it, go for it. Yeah, and Brian Stewart, he's saying if Tonewood was a wasn't a real thing, they wouldn't make guitars out of something out of the wood. And again, I think that that's a good point. But like I said, I like yeah. to look at it. It's not the argument point. I don't we, yeah. trust me. I don't shy down from an argument. I love <laughs> arguing. Uh, he's laughing because he knows I love to argue. I'll trust me. You pick a subject, and we'll argue until three in the morning. However, I think this argument is always really misunderstood. It's not about whether or not something is right or wrong. It's how do you interpret it, right? And like I said, in that question, if you really believe that there's tone woods, then you really understand that you can't predict it like you're trying to. So that's so that's a long way for me to say, if you don't think there's tone wood, put whatever wood combination together and be happy. If you think there's tone wood, do your best like you're trying to do, but you understand the variables are too extreme and then you, you know what I mean? And uh, there you go. Uh, me, what I personally believe is, I believe that electronics can correct a lot of things. You know what I mean? So I can I can fatten up a tone with a pickup. I can fatten up a tone with a speaker. You know what I mean? Because I, I really do believe this is a last thing. I, I think when you talk about electric guitars, like electric bass guitars too, I think one of the confusions I always get is people say instrument like that's isolated, like the guitar is an instrument. I'm like, no, no, no. Your instrument is your guitar, cable, 
amplifier, any pedals involved, speaker, cabinet, that's your instrument, right? Acoustic guitar, that's an instrument. You strum an acoustic and that's what it sounds like. An electric guitar is, the instrument is this entire combination, which is why we love messing with it because you're constructing, like when ta people talk about custom instruments, I'm like, don't forget custom instruments is like, when I mix this guitar with this pedal and this amplifier and this speaker and these cables, that's one sound. And when I mess with a different amp, so I mean, it's your instrument is more broad than just, you know, looking at it that way. So there you go. We're going to end. Before we start a giant argument over this. Yeah, well, now you guys, we're going <laughs> to let you all fight for the weekend. So, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I think we're all, that, that's what's great about this channel. We're like the most sensible people here. Uh, no one needs a fight. <laughs> yeah. And the, uh, let's see, what else? Um, let's pick one more. We'll, we'll leave on a one more. The, uh, well, you know, on a side note, David says, I saw a YouTube video of a man building a guitar out of an old age barnwood. Yeah. Well, uh, uh it's right oh, there. it's right here. My, I have a guitar. It's a PRS. This is made out of reclaimed barnwood fr from, uh, uh, South America. Right. Yeah. Um, but again, there's the acrylic bass, the acrylic yeah, guitar. Yeah. It's, right. And, and, and so, yeah, I mean, they can build it out of stuff. Uh, didn't one channel build one out of glass? Didn't yeah. they build like a glass guitar? Here's, here's what I know. And we're still talking about tone, yeah. but here's what I know. If somebody really knew the answer to the tone question, they would be rich. <laughs> here's why Paul, Paul Reed Smith, he thinks there's tone wood. There's guys out there that think there's don't tone wood. None of them are billionaires, <laughs> right? <laughs> the guy who figures out our woman who figures yeah. out the reality to that question is going to sell literally this way. When you sell as many guitars as iPads, <laughs> We'll say that guy's figured you, it out. You figured it out. Our gal, right. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. So that's why it's it's ever it's forever going to be a thing. All right. Uh, okay, this question looks like it popped up a couple times. I want to hit it real quick. David uh, Grima says, hey, Phil, I'm looking at the Bajera V5 Infinium for home use. What do you think of these? Uh, this is a question comes up quite often, the Bajera amp stuff. Here's what I think about the V5. I think there's a lot better choices out there for the same price. I don't have anything specifically against that model of amplifier. Mm -hmm. Um, but I really feel like if you're looking at that amp, I think you can find a lot of really good amps used, especially, but even the new realm, realm um, that will give you good quality. The, the reviews to Bajeri amps are really always, to me, very extreme. People are like, these amps sound great, can't believe the price, and then these people, the other people say they break. What I've experienced with all my friends is, is that even though I see here a lot of people say they're great for the money, I constantly hear about how they break. And, uh, and that's just part of it. They're kind of like throwaway product, right? And uh, so I can't really say, hey, go for it when I, I think there's better choices out there. Um, and um, now if it's a tone you're after, like in other words, let's paste this. I just need to see. If you're looking for the sound, um, what do they say? They say, it's got to say, right? What are, they what are they copying? They're copying something. Because all Bajeras are copies. Let's click it. Detail. That's a picture. That's not going to help me. Okay. Oh, you know what you could also do? You could also buy one from like Sweetwater and get an extended warranty. So the Infinity 5-watt amp, um, they don't even tell you, do they? I just want to see what it's copied. Somebody's probably saying in the comments. Does anyone know in the comments what it's copied after? The Blackstar HT. Really? <laughs> just buy the Blackstar HT. So 
And he's got a black star. Yeah. He's broke. Black star breaks too. So um, yeah, I've also had it for oh my gosh, six years, seven years. Yeah. See so, this. It's a company copying a company that's making inexpensive amps. I, I'm confused by that always. Uh, right? It's the HT5. The HT5's cheap. How much cheaper can it be than the HT5? I don't know. And then on by that note, it could be made on the same factory and same amp, just re repackaged. Oh, here we go. Um, Best album for Christmas music by Gig Guitar Player. Gary Hoey Christmas. Gary Hoey Ho Ho Hoey. Yeah, Ho Ho Hoey. One, one, two, and three. That's it. That's my choice. What's yours? Uh, that's what I just said. Yeah. Oh, that was my <laughs> choice too. And then runner up, close runner up. It's tough, man. I almost feel bad putting this way, but I'm a Ho. I'm a Gary Hoey fan. A Brian Setzer Christmas man. Oh yes. Oh man, you can't go wrong. Those are great. Um. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. See, love Black Star. I I've had Black Stars. I have a bunch. Yeah. I've never had a problem. Um. Like I said, his his is it? You had it for like two, three years, right? I've had it more than that. I yeah. uh, I bought it uh, at, at least five years ago, so I get yeah. a good five years use out of it. So, yeah. So it's dying now. I'm I'm not heartbroken. I'm not upset. It lasted a good long time. So it's just one of those things. It's a digital practice amp. It's going to die eventually. Yeah. So there you go. Chipmunk Christmas. Chipmunk Christmas. I had that album. I'm not gonna lie. You know what? Chipmunk Christmas seems like a bad purchase to me. Here's why: you could take any of the albums we just said, speed them up, and that's Chipmunk Christmas. Just take the sensor album, kick the oh. speed up, right? Can you even do that anymore? Is that is that my age? Is that what it is? I'm telling people how old I am because like because you used to speed up records, right? Yeah. Can you you can't speed up a? How do you speed up an MP3? <laughs> oh man. All right. On that note, I think we're going to call it, guys. That was great. I want to thank Ralph for hanging You're out. You're welcome. Thank you guys for watching. You guys are the best. As you guys know, I'm going to do a shout-out real quick to the patrons that make this possible every week. Plus, remind you that you can watch KYG or listen to KYG. This is KYG Broadcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. I'd like to uh, also mention I want to thank you to those that are watching this as a, as a podcast. Uh, we did over a million downloads on the podcast uh, a month. <laughs> uh, in fact, this actually outpaces the live show on YouTube uh, 10 times over. And uh, you guys are great. Thank you so much for listening every week. Um, you guys are the best. All of you people watching are the best. Um, and um, thank you. And thank that's you. real quick. Let me say thank you to the people who actually pay for this. Um, there are sponsors and different than any. It feels like different than anybody else. Where is it at? Our sponsors are you guys. That's right. Not companies, but you individuals that are so great that take care of us. Bradulus, Jeff Howe, Zachary Rowe, Michael Newman, Bruce and the One Blood Wee Band, Hanner, Hanner Gunson, John Jex, Michael Shy, Justin Mabe, David Madison, Andrew Good, Anthony Desposito, Billy Robertson, Bob Crosley, Bob Pickwode, Brian Stewart, Carlos Bertillo, Chuck Keen, Chris from New Mexico, Chris Glaze, by the way, the best chilies in New Mexico. I just had them. They were awesome. All right. Chris Glaze, Craig Parker, Dennis Prescott, Daniel Psychic, Dylan87, Greg Peterson, Jason Spacek, James Biles, J Joe Watson, Jonathan Pickering, Joseph McCarthy, Kermit Jackson, Larry Colkin, Lawrence Petros, Lee Hawkins, Lonnie Hoke, Michael Lindner, Paul Ostreich, Lewis and Alvaro from Pedal Pal, because uh, they're your pals. Uh, Ricky Robinson, Robert Hodges, Scott Tompkins, Space Jazz, Tim, just Tim. He doesn't need a last name, as we all know. Tim Camacho, Tim Farnsworth, Todd Flowers, Zesty Basil Pizza. Always the best way to end that. I love it because it's the only thing. Well, probably if Zesty ever drops off, it'll be the only thing we'll ever have with a Z. 
So, <laughs> so Zesty, thank you. Thank you guys so much. So much. Thank you again for the super chats. Thank you for Ralph uh, hanging out with me. I'm sorry I exposed you to mold and death. Yeah, well, we'll we'll see how the rest of the year goes after this. My God, it's a bestest. That's nice. <laughs> and uh, as always, guys, uh, thank you. And thank you, and Merry Christmas. And Merry Christmas, and know your gear. If I can, now I gotta find that button. <laughs>